Hello and welcome to the Wellness Trinity Podcast, where we interview top holistic experts and bring you natural solutions for modern day wellness. Let's get started with your host, Dr. Jacqueline. Hi, welcome. Thank you for joining the Wellness Trinity Podcast. I'm Dr. Jacqueline from thewellnesstrinity.com, where we provide natural solutions for modern day wellness. Today, we have a special broadcast regarding how to keep your immune system strong for the coronavirus. What we discuss in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. What you do with the information is to be used at your discretion as the recommendations are not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any diseases. So we are very honored today. Me and my husband are both doing this podcast with Dr. Brian Clement and Anna Maria Clement, his wife. They are the directors of Hippocrates Health Institute. We both studied there and we use a lot of their um, tools and we, we have our wheatgrass and sprout farm and um, we've taken a lot of the, the things that we learned from the education we got there and we use it with our clients at the Wellness Trinity. So today the episode has to do with the coronavirus which is now called the COVID-19. And um, welcome to the show. Nice to be with you. Yeah, great to be with you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It's such an honor and a privilege to have both you on at the same time. And we're so excited to uh, bring this broadcast to our listeners. We're happy you asked us because yes. we don't get to spend much time together during the workday. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we're pressed for time. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Um, Now, in 1918, the Spanish flu pandemic affected uh, 25% of the world's uh, population and killed about um, 25 million people, unfortunately. Um, Since then, there have been a few scares that technically fit the definition of a pandemic, but thank God, nothing at the level of the 1918 Spanish flu. The current COVID-19, which is the technical name that has been given to it the past couple of days, um, officially has infected um, over 60,000 people and unfortunately has taken the lives of over 1,100 people so far. Um, Several medical journals have published that the numbers coming out of um, China and other places are drastically underestimated and the death toll may also be drastically underestimated as well. Yesterday, the CDC's Director of Immunization and Respiratory Disease said, at some point, we are likely to see community spread of COVID-19 in the US. Are we currently at risk of facing another global pandemic at or equal to what took place in 1918? We do not feel so. Uh, We've been looking deeply into this as we are always concerned about any potential concerns for human populations, not only that we work with, but globally. And, uh, you know, there is so many uh, concerns that we have surrounding these pandemics. Uh, What we recognized a number of years ago, as was well articulated in Dr. Marcola's book, uh, when he exposed the SARS virus, Uh, SARS virus was pretty much a bioterrorism virus that was utilized to manipulate and control international public sentiment. And one of the oldest adages that seemingly all of the leaders in the world have not forgotten is that you uh, 
divide and you conquer. And so one of the things that we believe may be happening, especially since uh, the arrest occurred two Saturdays ago at Logan Airport in Boston, is this very fact that uh, it was exposed, I think, about two and a half weeks ago uh, by the U.S. government represented in Massachusetts that MIT, or no, it was Harvard, Harvard was receiving $50,000 that was not registered, and they finally discovered that. It was going into the biological laboratories. And part of that $50,000 required that they had two Chinese nationals that worked in the laboratories. One was a colonel in the Chinese army. The other was a, a lay uh, citizen, but a, a scientist. Uh, he was caught the very early part of February, uh, leaving the United States, leaving Harvard with 21 of the coronavirus vials. And it was confiscated and he was arrested. So when you really think about why this is happening, uh, conveniently, uh, they're looking at this. As they're mandating now vaccines, uh, in countries in South America, they're beginning to say, you can't renew your driver's license without proof of vaccines. Uh, California wow. being the first that the pharmaceuticals utilized, uh, knowing that when California falls, the rest of the country follows. And uh, even Washington State and Oregon are trying to mandate vaccines. They're just moving slower. New York has mandated vaccines. Now, you may understand uh, that what the answer is for the coronavirus or the SARS virus or if we had a new Spanish fever virus is vaccines. And uh, they recognize that there's an ever-growing body of evidence and lawsuits where governments and pharmaceuticals are losing because there is no proof that vaccines literally do what they suggest that they do. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the son of Robert F. Kennedy, is an environmental attorney, and he and Bear Foot or Bear Tree, Dale Big Tree, Big Tree, Dale Big Tree, have successfully sued the U.S. government, three of the agencies. Uh, they just proposed show us one study. You, the U.S. government, show us one study in the last 20 years that confirmed that vaccines are healthy and safe. Uh, they lost the lawsuits. The U.S. government did. You may want to look this up. They're currently suing the state of New York uh, because the mandate of vaccines and even anti-Semitism was part of that. Uh, what happened is the head of the health department in New York sat with Como, the governor, on national TV and literally said, I was watching, uh, that the religious people, meaning the religious Jews, uh, that, that choose not to vaccinate their children, if they don't do so, they're going to face jail time. Now, that may be reminiscent for older people, or at least younger people who know history of what happened in the German uh, campaigns mm -hmm. during the Second World War. So this is not something to be frightened of. It's something to be knowledgeable about. It's something to be aware of. Uh, we're telling of all of our guests that masks do not work, so you know that. So wearing masks on planes and in public areas, you look goofy, but it doesn't help you prevent getting a virus, any virus or any flu, uh, washing your hands are much more powerful. As we've been telling people for 35, 40 years, 
when you're on a plane, every hour you inject a uh, spray, uh, sovereign silver up your nose, uh, colloidal silvers, and suck out the air and suck down your throat. That's powerful and more effective. There are essential oils that many of the big companies, doTERRA and all, uh, sell that are antimicrobial, that are quite effective, that they kill every form, even HIV. And so, so even stronger strains of microbes can be killed. So that's our take on it. You may want to read uh, the incredible advice that my colleague and friend, Dr. Gabriel Cousins is giving. You get on internet and look up Dr. Cousins uh, on the web. Uh, he does an extensive write-up on this and uh, the investigations that are being done by people who are in the know. Mm -hmm. So you're more concerned about the vaccine that's trying to, going to be pushed versus the actual virus itself? Yes, uh, because when you, you really read the science journals, which we do, in the last two or three weeks, there's been articles in it, uh, they've actually said that this doesn't look or appear like it can be an in international uh, problem, that it's isolated in China, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Chinese are suppressing it, but the most important thing I said in that five-minute rant was that they caught Chinese nationals that worked at Harvard sneaking back the coronavirus to China. Now, if you just listen closely to what I said, it tells the entire story. Mm -hmm. That's the entire story. Right. Right there. Yeah, and I think, you know what people, because here in America, so now we're far from China, and people <clears throat> picture that it's going to come in, it's um, going to take us over, just like the swine flu. You know, remember swine flu, this little cute six-year-old Mexican boy was mm -hmm. going to Okay, so there was a lot of vaccinations. Vaccinations came to my country of Sweden and Finland and gave tons and tons of people um, the sleep sickness. And uh, so people are on heavy-duty meds. And uh, that was because it was painted. So people... So and by the way, their governments, which are legitimate governments, shut it down. Yeah, we shut it down. Once they realized that it would have backfired. Yeah. So uh, vaccines in the best conditions, the best conditions, take at least five years to create one that's effective and safe. Mm -hmm. So when they come up with these new viruses that I believe they're pouring into the cultures and societies, uh, how do they expect to make one in a week or a month or two months, et cetera? And right. all, every vaccine, you may want to read the book, the most important book out of hundreds I've read, is called um, Methyl, oh no, Thimerosal. Yeah. Thimerosal, which is an ethyl mercury. And that one is really clear, concise, easy to read. You don't have to be a scientist. And explains what's in all vaccines. And, uh, you know, yes, you should protect yourself, but more people die of the common cold and flu every year than they do these so-called pandemics. Uh, you look at how many people die internationally from that, I think you'd be shocked. Uh, more people die of medical malpractice and mistakes than anything else other than cancer and heart disease. So in countries like the United States and many of the developed world, the number three killer in the population is medical malpractice and pharmaceutical mistakes. Wow. So these are things we don't think about because they don't hype us up and get us excited. Remember, the media internationally is controlled by corporate interest. And it used to be countries own their own media and funded it. 
and your tax dollars paid for it so there was no commercials and no propaganda. Now, internationally, every developed country has the pharmaceutical companies and McDonald's and God knows what uh, sponsoring those channels and the news. Uh, the news is now entertainment and manipulation. It is not real news. I grew up at a time there was real news. You put it on and they told the news they didn't have opinions. They had the news. Now there's talking heads. Yeah, so, and mm -hmm. I think to, to help people with their fears, because uh, the, the research in China says that people were eating bats, and these were sick bats, or one animal called pangolin, which is that scaly big animal. And so I would say go plant-based in America, because you have just as big chance to get sick from E. coli staph infection that kills so many people by eating fish and chicken and dairy products and eggs, you name it. In my book, Dairy Deception, talks, more about that. <laughs> my book, Dairy Deception, talks about an international study, 68 countries, where they looked at 1,300,000 eggs, of which half were called organic. And 90% of those eggs either had salmonella or E. coli on them. So, you know, people don't know that because nobody's hyping this stuff up. Remember, when you have the news manipulated by corporate interests like the pharmaceuticals, and they are now having a kickback against the public against taking vaccines, and when you have the, one of the top professors at MIT saying vaccines are the number one or number two major cause of autism, uh, you're now going to see fear factors. And we, the first days, you know, we travel a lot on planes, the very first days that the news started to report this potential pandemic, uh, we saw a lot of people, Americans, getting on those planes with masks. So this is exactly what they want, and they, they, they get it, believe me. You know, doing my research for this, um, for this talk that we're having today, I was shocked, and you, you brought it up recently, that the, the regular influenza virus has this flu season has already taken the lives of over 10,000 people here in the United States. So we're facing a flu epidemic here um, that is not talked about very much. And um, I think people need to be more aware of that. In, in this day and age, in 2020, do we have the technology to create safe and effective vaccines that are not harmful to the body? Sure. They used to create safe vaccines. Um, so remember that. Uh, somewhere along the way, they decided that they wanted to help the population get sick. And so they started to put ethyl mercury in. And any of you listening today may want to write these words down, because some of them may go in one ear and out the other. Uh, look up ethyl mercury, and anyone below 50 is just going to immediately get on your computer and type it in and see what it says about ethyl mercury. And aluminum. Yeah. And ethyl mercury is in 100% of every vaccine given to every person on the planet Earth. Uh, Anna just said aluminum. In Europe, they call it aluminum. 100% of all vaccines have aluminum in it. Look at what that says. And then look at what they make vaccines out of. Uh, living viruses, living bacteria, usually from animals. And if you look at mad cow disease, it was a result of feeding plant-based animals, cows and steer, uh, cows and steer and it morphed to protein and literally 
develop something in cows and then transmit it through eating meat into humans where it melts your, your muscle. <laughs> That's outrageous. And they lied about that too. I mean, it wasn't until a former cattle rancher got onto Oprah Winfrey and said there's several cases that he knew of alone of mad cow's disease in America that for some of us that were listening, the cat got out of the hat. And you may remember before Oprah Winfrey had to go to Texas for two years and fight for her life. That was a cattleman's association that did that to her because she said, after the man said, mad cow's disease is in America, it's not just in England, uh, she said, I'll never eat a hamburger again. And the result was multi, multi millions of dollars and a lot of stress and 24 months sitting in Texas courtrooms to protect herself from being an American citizen, not being able to say what she feels. Wow. But she won. She won, thank God. Yeah. Because she had the money, but 99% of you wouldn't have the money or the wherewithal or the, the ability to do it, and you'd lose. So it's all about your lifestyle. <clears throat> Instead of worrying about what's going to come next, change your lifestyle. Let's get healthy. Let's start to exercise drink good water, you, probably the distilled is the best that anybody can do, get a distiller, go to a water company and, or look up pure water and, and get a distiller. Take saunas. Because the water mm -hmm. is the one that usually brings this to all of us, you know. That's right. Water still kills more than half the population on the planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I was in Las Vegas, I did a lot of hair tests and saw uranium in so many people down there. And that was the one message I was getting that it was in the water. I, I, yeah. I couldn't figure out how to explain that any other way. Um, I mean, there's some other things going on down there, but the water. <laughs> yeah. When I was writing my book, Killer Fish, I spoke to three of the eight living oceanographic scientists at the top. And they said, there's not a drop of drinking water on Earth. Not one drop anywhere on from the North Pole to the South Pole that doesn't have pharmaceutical drugs and plastics in it. Now, why Nevada? That's absurd. Where Nevada has, that's where they use nuclear bomb test sites in Nevada. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they are in New Mexico and Arizona are loaded with uranium. Yeah. So, back to the, you were talking about how there is ethyl mercury and aluminum in the vaccines. And I'm assuming most people, at least Americans, probably have these or have had some form of it at some point, except, except for maybe your children, I'm guessing. <laughs> but um, I, I would assume, you know, knowing what I know, that you have to get this stuff out of your body to build a good immune system. Um, what are your things that you guys do? Is the wheatgrass and the E3 Live, you think, enough to help chelate that? Or are there other things? Remember, you know, we always start with diet, but the most important thing is on top of your shoulders, your brain, your head. So affirmative thought and positive action. So people who are happy with their life and happy with their partnerships and happy with their work and just overall happy people do good things to themselves. So, yes, secondly, they will eat correctly, even if they hate the taste of it at the beginning like I did, because they like themselves enough to say, look, it, I'll find a way to like eating greens rather than ice cream, you know, and that's what many of us go through. Uh, you have to move and exercise. You know, today we have this whole industry, the detox industry. Uh, nature, God, and the universe created the number one detox called vigorous exercise. That's why after you exercise, even if you're healthy like me, you smell because poisons are coming out of your body. And then 
Anna Marie and I committed after we found out that heat killed cancer 25 years ago to doing saunas 365 days a year. So when we travel, of course, they're just normal saunas at the LA Fitness or whatever, but at home and here on the campus, of course, uh, all infrared saunas, which take 87% more heavy metals and chemicals out of the body. So I think that, that that's healthy, but you know, you don't go out of your way to get sick either. So if somebody's coughing, where you go move out of the room. If your children come home or grandchildren come home and they're coughing and they're sick, protect yourself by taking, you know, herbs. Uh, don't wait till you get sick at that point. And so, yes, we, we agree with that. Again, the essential oils. So many of the companies, I think uh, doTERRA, Young, and one other company we were up, they make scientifically proven essential oils that kill the worst, most vile viruses in the world. And by the way, putting little drops of this nice smelling stuff in your nose, at the bottom of your nose, would help you for hours prevent any microbes from coming in. Which ones do you recommend? <clears throat> well, we, we love the doTERRA, and we have our own brand here, but it's not nationally or internationally available. So Hippocrates makes a brand that's as high quality as doTERRA. If you look at the work doTERRA is do doing, what we like about them, and we're not promoting a product, but we just like the science. They have hardcore science. They're actually funding studies at the Cancer Institute as we speak. So this is serious wow. stuff. So look it up online and they're available. You know, you can buy these directly from the company all over the country and all over the world. Well, that makes me feel good because we just loaded up on a bunch of uh, doTERRA on guard and that may be the specific blend that you're talking about. I know it's very effective at Thank you. killing a lot of... Repeat the name again. I forgot it. <laughs> on guard? Yeah. On guard. We have that in our diffuser. Yeah, yeah. yeah and oregano. But that's what we also put. Oregano is great. Doesn't taste it. Doesn't silver. Smell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we learned at Hippocrates that the oxygen levels in the major cities across the United States and across the world have been decreasing quite a bit over the years. How does this affect? Um, viruses spreading you know are, are these low oxygen levels contributing to this because when i looked at the epidemic that we're facing here in the united states with the flu ten thousand people unfortunately passed away what's going on in china are these oxygen decrease in oxygen levels contributing to this and how can the hippocrates lifestyle build those oxygen levels back up to keep people healthy well this is a very easy answer to give you every bad guy viruses bacteria, cancers, all are anaerobic. And what the word anaerobic means is when they're in the presence of oxygen, they die. When there is no oxygen, they flourish. So they literally are an anti-oxygen bad guy. So of course, if you're living in a city or by the way, you're under stress, you could be in the middle of a country up in the mountains and nobody lives there. And if you're under stress, you stop doing what? Breathing. You know, so you don't only have to be in a city. And when you stop breathing or you're breathing air that has more particulate in it than it should, more stuff floating around in it, then you have less oxygen going to the lungs and you start to give freedom to the virus or anything else to grow at that point. You go back to the Warburg work in 1924. He did work from 20 to 24 and established that all you had to do is take the healthiest woman 
or healthiest man on earth and reduce their oxygen by one third, and they began getting cancer. And by the way, that's been studied and tried, challenged hundreds of times since then. But in the 1930s, he won a Nobel Prize for it. And everyone now who's really the top people in cancer agree with that. They say it's absolutely a fact. So what do we do at Hippocrates? Well, both of you know, but we'll explain it to you. Everyone listening to us worldwide learned the first big word as a two-year-old, or not a two-year-old, a second grader, was photosynthesis. Photosynthesis is where UV rays from the sun, both photons come down. What evolved on the earth to capture that life, because we're made of that, by the way, is green leafy plants. And what it does is those green leafy plants take the bad stuff, the carbon, out of the air and produce oxygen. We are telling you the central part of everyone's diet, and we've been clinically looking at this with hundreds of thousands of people for 64 years, is fresh, raw, organic, green leafy plants. And the green leafy plants we talk about are not spinach picked in California four weeks ago, but green leafy plants you're growing in jars and on trays in your kitchen window in the middle of Alaska in snowstorms. And it is the freshest, most nutritious, and has the highest medicine in it. That will give you oxygen. That's part of why it heals. But guess what? Reducing stress. So prayer, meditation, contemplation reduces stress. If you're in bad relationships, try to work them out. If it doesn't work out, leave them. If you have a job that you're not really passionate about, quit it. These are the reasons you don't breathe. If I scream at the top of my lungs now, even though you're all listening to me on electronic devices, you'd all stop breathing. Just think of that. <laughs> Stress is major on this one. Water. Why water is called hydrogen and oxygen, H2O, is water is mostly oxygen. And people don't realize that water, you get more oxygen than you breathe if you drink adequate amounts of water. And sadly, 60% of the population in the developed world, including North America, are dehydrated. They don't drink adequate amounts of water. So these are really simple, but very, very powerful, and in our case, proven, proven ways to get rid of viruses and bacteria and cancers, et cetera. Yeah, that was a great explanation of how oxygen plays a role. So how do systemic enzymes play a role with helping with virus, viruses? The systemic enzymes, mm -hmm. because they are, so the being metabolic, they come into our system and um, really boost immune system. First of all, you know, our program is 21 day. And in 21 day, you have such an upswings of your T cells, killer cells. These are all immune systems. It's, the immune system is so, and so... Um, Activated. Yeah, and protected also by enzymes and systemic enzymes. So we take digestive enzymes and systemic enzymes, which would be a good thing for people, that especially that's worrying about the coronavirus. And, you know, so going back to what Brian said, so one third of the oxygen we get is from the forest, from the wilderness, and two thirds is from the ocean. And we're so much destroyed, so much of the forest now, mm. clearing it so that we can grow, have cattle and grow the feed for cattle. And uh, so we're, we're losing tons of oxygen. They did a test in Toronto 
if I live 50 feet away from the street, 50 I, yards, 50 yards, I have, um, I have double, I have 50% greater risk to get um, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's if I live 150 yards away, so much less. So much less. So imagine the oxygen that you're not getting if you're that close. If wow. you want to take a deep dive into what Anna just said, uh, we just Anna just gave a presentation at the real truthabouthealth.com on the forest and it's the most cutting cutting edge data. And to enhance what Anna said, um, when I was living in Europe and running centers and teaching the Hippocrates program. I learned that the most advanced medical doctors, not even all alternative, just most advanced medical doctors, use protein enzymes to eat cancer and to eat viruses and to eat bacteria. Because protease is the enzyme that's in the systemic enzyme. And all these bad guys, again, viruses we'll start with, are proteins. Now, here in America, we can only elude to it because uh, this freedomistic country, we cannot be freedom and truthful in this. So why we employ them on everyone who has every microbe and mutagen in the world, because in civilized countries where they really care more about the people than they do profit, they use this to get rid of viruses and to kill viruses hmm. and other bad guys. Do you think they need to be in conjunction with herbs as well? No. Herbs different, work differently. I was a master herbalist, and so there's certain herbs that are powerful. Now, we go back to the essential oils. Essential oils are herbs, mm -hmm. just the strongest medicine of the herb, just like you. If I want to see your strength, I look at your blood. If I drained all the blood out of every person listening, you'd, we'd all die instantaneously. And mm -hmm. so the blood of the plant, the medicine of the plant, is the essential oil or the herb. That's why the better herbal companies in North America are biobotanical that pioneered uh, the use of glycerin. And so when you extract the herb and use vegetable glycerin, it so embraces and encompasses it. It's like putting a plastic bag around a piece of fruit. It lasts forever. So oxygen doesn't get in. And so that herb could be 100 years old. And until you take it into your mouth, ideally put it under your tongue, then it opens up out of that package and gives you that. Now, there's certain antimicrobial herbs. As an example, golden seal. But if you have any estrogen problems, prostate problems, or uh, you know, women with breast cancer, uh, or cancers of any type, just forget breast cancer, uh, literally, you don't want to take golden seal. Uh, echinacea, but echinacea doesn't, once you have a cold or a virus, it doesn't help you. What it does is help to clean up the early stage, the onset of viruses, and boosts the immune system. Um, these are the more common ones. But I mean, you pointed one out, and I'll point some others out. Uh, if you talk about some of the most powerful, you mentioned it earlier, oregano oil. Mm -hmm. Major. But you've got to watch the quality of the oregano oil. Mm -hmm. um, you can't go to the Italian restaurant and say, give me oregano and squeeze it. <laughs> 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 Out of this stuff. Uh, another one is grapefruit seed extract. Mm. <clears throat> Major antiviral, bacterial, fungal. And uh, that one, unfortunately, often has he hexanol in it. It's a, it's a bad chemical. 
So you have to look for non-hexanol grapefruit seed extract. When our kids or grandkids have a cold, we get them liquid um, probiotic. That's for kids. That's totally plant-based, and it takes it. It's that's that's the magic. Because <laughs> yeah. a probiotic jolts the immune system. It makes it go crazy and starts it to become active. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, let's just say in the possible event that we might have a quarantine or we might want to just quarantine ourselves because uh, people are nervous about a pandemic outbreak. What kind of sprouts, like three or four sprouts, would you be consuming every day if you were self-quarantined? Onions, garlic, yes. cabbage, broccoli, and wheatgrass. Hmm. All right, well, we got most of those going on, except for the cabbage one. We'll have to try that one out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would be proud of We have quite a, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We, uh, we have quite a, a, a good uh, sprout farm going on, and we do consume most of those every day. So that makes us feel good. But yeah, that's. Um, You're doing that's well. The other thing is, I hope you have an infrared sauna. We do. Yeah, once we do you get I wanted to ask a question about that because. The, um, the guy I got the sauna from, he says that you don't need to sweat, but it just seems kind of odd. Um, I mean, I understand the power of the infrared light and being in somewhat of a heat, but he said he doesn't really need to be higher than 120. So what do you think about that? Well, I mean, some people are not good perspirators. I, mean, I look at your skin, and you're not going to be a great perspirer. If I look at the sun, even if I'm cold, I start sweating. <laughs> so... so. <laughs> I get in like five minutes. Now, the little trick that I have, because I'm on limited time, is that I've learned to do my sit-ups inside of the sauna. So if you have a sauna that you can lay down in or stand up in at least and do squats, you'll expedite the heating of the body. And even if you have very tight pores like you do, as an example, jaculum, uh, the fact of the matter is it's going to promote more perspiration. Yes. The other thing is, uh, we have a spray bottle. Go out to your local hardware store and get a spray bottle. Don't just pour water because in infrared it doesn't do it. And, and spray on the wall, on the wall, yeah. and around the room, not on, not on the elements no. <laughs> when you're in there. And that the humidity helps, and it goes away pretty quick. But it helps open up the pores a little bit more. So I think perspiration is the ideal. But if you're still getting benefits, somebody with very tight pores, it will come out in your urine and fecal matter. Mm, something, okay. Yeah, something that helps people perspire better is uh, ginger, dry powdered ginger. They can take in a, a mm. bathtub, take a cup of it, oh, yeah. once the water is shut off, and whip it in there, and then sit there. That, that heats your body temperature up, and often people who don't sweat in the sauna will start to sweat. Yeah, no sweat. question. Mm -hmm. uh, this Valentine's, Anna and I are going to suggest the romantic night for the both of you. The <laughs> <laughs> <A> ginger bath? <laughs> We're going to get into ginger baths, and you know what the rest of the, the story is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, Paul has been uh, doing those ginger baths. I, I'm more the sauna girl, but he, he likes the ginger baths, so. <laughs> it's a very it's ancient Ayurvedic, and boy, it works. Yeah. What about if you juice the ginger? How much do you think? That's even better. Yeah. Okay. That's what we've been doing. 
Yeah, that's even better. Uh, because this way you're getting all of the punch. The dried, the dried is, is going to make your body hot, but if you take it inside and then get into the tub, you're going to probably perspire three or four times more. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, what would the I, ratio be? Um, sorry, real quick, Jackman. What would the ratio be um, if we have a cup of dried ginger versus uh, what we are juicing? Would we need about like two ounces, four ounces? Uh, I'd say four. Of, of, yeah, yeah. Four ounces? Okay. Okay. Well, this is definitely powerful information, and I'm glad we got to expand on um, all the things that we talked about. And thanks again for coming on the show, and, and we really value your time and being able to spread this information with the world. So do you guys have any last words you wanted to mention? So I, I think the biggest concern you have is not to have concerns. You know, uh, there are a lot of things that we could be infected by, a lot of ways that we could get sick and weak. Um, but I think what I've learned in the 50 years that I've done this work is that optimistic affirmative outlooks are the number one most important way that people heal and prevent disease. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we all know, and it may have happened to you as it did me when I was younger. When you get negative, you're a sickness magnet. Mm -hmm. You worry you're a sickness magnet. And uh, if you may or may not have seen this study that came out of Russia eight days ago, uh, it used to be that when we talked about these things, they thought it was woo-woo nonsense. Now there's data and science from the hierarchy of science. Uh, they showed last week that thoughts, words, instantaneously change the DNA. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to open your I don't have to talk to you. I could be saying words to myself. And it's been proven by the top Russian scientists. The guy is, is a biophysicist. He has a secondary degree, and he's been working on this for years. A second study came out, I think it was out of, um, not Berlin, but Ber uh, Switzerland. Yeah. Basel, no, Basel. That showed a film. Wait till you hear this one. They were monitoring people who had cancer that was inactive. And they got them to thought, think negative thoughts and gave them negative images. On film, they actually showed once that happened, that second, the cancer started to metastasize. Wow. So, wow. Keep, I mean, so you know, we're getting closer and closer to everything we've been teaching here for 64 years being totally, absolutely documented and confirmed. There's a lot of me media hysteria about this now. And uh, that, you know, just the fear of it is gonna lower your immune system. So, you know, do good things for yourself. Take a walk in the forest, get out in nature, skip all the animal products, because that's where most of us get sick and start drinking good water and, and be happy about life. Don't worry about what's going on in other countries, um, you know, because if, if it was that it, um, is happening in America, you would, you would know about it in a different way. It's creating a hysteria so that we all will be open to take vaccinations eventually. And that's exactly what happened with the swine flu too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys being open and honest with that part of it as well. And, um, and also concluding with uh, how our thoughts affect our, our health. That's something I've been preaching a lot too, especially in my, my new program, Cerebral Detox. 
it's our mind and our body are so connected. So thank you for ending on that note. So if you listeners would like to learn more about these two incredible health pioneers and their world-renowned Hippocrates Health Institute and all the other wonderful things they have going on, their books, their magazine, et cetera, go to hippocratesinst.org. We'll put uh, links related to the show and that institute in the show notes. Thank you guys for joining us. And thank you, Brian and Anna Maria Clement and Paul for being on the show today. God bless. Thank you. Stay healthy. Thank you so much. My super immunity boost juice guide is now available on thewellnesstrinity.com. You'll learn how to grow broccoli microgreens, the ingredients I put in my green juice, and super nutritious supplements you can add to enhance your immune system. Again, go to thewellnesstrinity.com and you'll receive your free super immunity boost juice guide. Thank you for listening to the Wellness Trinity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more wellness tips to help you achieve optimal health. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.